0: No longer will you be driving home in tears over the overwhelming feeling of trying to manage student behaviors. So sit back, listen up, and start seeing success. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Teaching Behavior Together podcast. Today, we're gonna talk about a highly requested topic. I get a lot of questions about this, so I wanted to make a whole episode about it, and that is how to be a school-based behavior specialist. I was kind of shocked by how many people were interested in this and how many times I get asked this on Instagram. If you're not already following me at Teaching Behavior Together, make sure you go follow me so that you can see my daily content on behavioral and social-emotional learning strategies for schools but a lot of you were requesting information on how that this could be your job in the future. So I wanted to do an episode about it because it's kind of an interesting path that I took to be coming a behavior specialist. And I just wanted to let you all know what I did and then some things that I would recommend if you are looking into trying to move into a role of being a behavioral specialist in your district. All right, so let's start off with when I was in undergraduate school. So when I was getting my undergraduate degree, I went into school as a psychology major and I knew I wanted to do something in the field of psychology. I had no idea what behavior analysis was or that behavior analysis was even a thing. My first year I took a bunch of the like prerequisite classes and it was a bunch of just like those classes that everyone takes their first year in college and it was like intro to psych or whatever and then my second year there was an introduction of a new program at the school I went to, you did have to like pick a specialization, I guess is what you could call it. And I don't even know if that's still true for the university I went to, but we had to pick between, I think there were like three or four different options. And one of them was behavior analysis. And I didn't really know what it was, but I knew that the other options did not interest me at all. Like one was like cognition or something. Another one was like personality. And I just wasn't really interested in those things. And the behavior analysis classes were actually in the education department. Now the the psychology and education department were right next to each other, like location wise in the same building. So like they were literally across the hall from each other. And I had known some of the students that were in the education program and they were taking it. So I was like, well, I'm gonna take this, at least the intro class to see if I really like it. And so I took the intro class. I really, really liked it. And then I took my second class and behavior analysis was single subject research design, which for any of you behavior analysts out there, you know that we love our single subject research designs and data and all the things. And that was the class that I like fell in love with behavior analysis. And I really wanted to pursue this. I just loved the course so much. I love the data aspect of it. I loved like the idea of doing all this research and being able to like find out empirical answers to our questions. So I decided that I was going to go the behavior analysis route and that would be my like specialization. So I was taking classes in the behavior analysis department or whatever. It was under the education department, specifically under special education and at my school, you had to take so many elective credits. I think that's the same for every school. But I went to a really, really small university that didn't have a lot of course offerings. And I didn't want to just like take a course and like waste my time. Plus, there weren't a lot of options and I wanted it to be meaningful to me. So I knew I wanted to work in a school. So I was like, well, I'm going to start taking some special education classes because the professors that I took the behavior analysis classes with were also teaching special education classes. And I really, really liked them. So I just decided decided to take some of their classes. And I did this through undergraduate. So I graduated with a degree in psychology. My specialization was behavior analysis. I was able to sit for the BC ABA exam, which is the board certified assistant behavior analyst, which I did. And I was also one class away from being a special education minor. But when I graduated or like really my junior year, I had to start thinking about graduate school because there's not a whole lot you can do with a bachelor's in psychology. So I started to think about what I really wanted to pursue as my graduate degree. And I had a couple of different options. I could pursue a graduate degree in something in the field of psychology, or I can pursue a master's in applied behavior analysis or a master's in special education. So I knew I wanted to work in schools and I knew that a master's in applied behavior analysis, a lot of people were getting their master's in ABA, but then working with students with autism, either in the home or a clinic based setting, which I just knew wasn't my path. And I knew I wanted to be in a school setting. So I wanted to pick something that would allow me to engage in behavior analytic practices, but also in a school setting. And I also knew that I wanted to be in some sort of role that I was helping teachers implement behavior analytic strategies in their classrooms. So I actually picked school psychology, which I don't know if a lot of you know, I do have a school psych license. I went through a three year graduate program. It's a two years masters and then a one year specialist degree. So I picked school psychology because school psychologists are often ones in their districts or their buildings that carry out functional behavior assessments and help facilitate behavioral interventions and help with like the RTI and MTSS process. And I, all of that stuff really uh, fascinated me and really made me want to work in schools. So I decided that I was going to be a school psychologist, and hope that I found a very behavioral role. For any of you that know about the field of school psychology or maybe you're a school psychologist, you know that their role is also to do a lot of multi-factored evaluations and they do cognitive assessments, academic assessments to help with facilitating the evaluation for special education services. I knew I did not want a traditional school psych role that I really wanted to work to find a role where I can be a lot of behavioral support because that's what I saw as my road into being in schools. At the time, there were not a lot of BCBAs that were working in schools. This was still when a lot of BCBAs were working at home in home and clinic-based settings, primarily for students with autism, and I knew that I really wanted to be in a school, which I probably said 500 times at this point, so I thought this was like my best chance at being in a role that I really wanted to be in in a school. I knew the importance of having behavioral support in a school, and I knew that districts would find it a very ver- valuable tool, but I knew that a lot of districts didn't know what BCBAs were. And as time went on throughout my graduate program, more and more districts were hiring BCBAs in their district. So I saw that as a really positive sign that I would be a school psychologist and also have my BCBA. So that brings me to another point. I went to school for school psychology and at the same time my university offered the BCBA classes in the special education department. So I met with the directors of the ABA program and I let them know that I wanted to take the course sequence because I wanted to be a BCBA, but I was in the school psychology department, but I also was really interested in doing research with them and helping support you know, students in the special education program. So I was able to actually help them with research and help with some of their classes as well, which I found really, really valuable. And um, I really enjoyed my time in the special education department at the university I went to. And I was really, really, really lucky that my university capped tuition rate at 12 credit hours, meaning that I took... 12 credit hours. Well, anyone that took 12 credit hours, anything over that to up to 20 credit hours was a capped rate. Meaning that if you were taking 12 credit hours, 14 credit hours, or 20 credit hours, you were paying the same amount of money. So I got really lucky with that, meaning that I took my 12 credit hours for my school psych program. And then I took the extra BCBA classes for free. Essentially, I took 20 credit hours for four semesters. So all of my BCBA classes and my school psych classes at the same time. So I was working... 20 credit hours. I was working one job for the university because I did get a graduate assistantship so that I was able to work for the university and help offset the cost of tuition. And then I was working two other jobs at the time as well to help offset the cost of graduate school in general. So I was doing a lot, but I made sure that when I was in graduate school, I really focused on if I was going to take on extra work, that it was going to be in the field of either special education, school psychology, or behavior analysis. So I had a lot of options of things that I could do to make extra money, and I was really lucky that I was able to find things that I could do in graduate school that I was able to offset the cost of graduate school, but that also were really good experiences and allowed me to grow in school psychology, special education, and applied behavior analysis. Once I got my master's degree, I was able to sit for the BCBA exam. So I got my BCBA while I was during my internship for school psychology. For those of you that are familiar with school psychology degrees, you have to do a full time, a full year internship. I wanna pause really quickly and just say that if you have an undergraduate degree and you want to pursue a master's degree to then move into a role of being a behavior specialist, what I would suggest is that you get your master's degree in either special education with a focus in ABA or just in ABA. I would probably not recommend going the school psych route because you're gonna have to really work to find a district that would allow you to be in a very behavioral role and not in such a traditional school psych role. Not saying that's impossible, just saying that if that your ultimate goal is to be a behavior specialist, the more direct way to do it is to either get your master's in ABA or master's in special education and ABA combined. If you already are a teacher and you have a master's degree and you want to be a behavior specialist and you don't want to go back to getting any extra degrees, I do highly, highly recommend you pursuing the BCBA and you can do that online. There's a lot of online course sequences that are verified by the BACB that would teach you so much about behavior so that you're able to really provide strong interventions and strategies to the teachers in your building and the students in your building that you are servicing thing. If you already have a master's degree, it is just a couple of extra courses that would allow you to sit for the certification exam. There is a practical experience portion of it as well, but it is so, so valuable. If this is something that you really want to do, if this role really, really interests you, I highly, highly, highly suggest it. It is not necessarily 100% necessary. There are people that I know that are behavior specialists in their buildings that do not have the BCBA and have another focus area like counseling or something along those lines. But I will say that the majority of people that I talk to, the majority of teachers in special education and even general education say that they wish that they had experience with ABA or that they were able to take some ABA courses because the strategies and interventions that I help bring to their classroom are rooted in the principles of ABA and they're just really, really effective. There's a lot of evidence behind ABA and if you know the principles of ABA, you'll be able to help all of the teachers, all of the students in your building reach their maximum success behaviorally and social emotionally. If becoming a BCBA totally does not interest you, you're not keen on the idea of becoming a BCBA, that's totally fine as well. It's also not the only way to become a behavior specialist, but again, I highly, highly encourage it. But if you wanna take another route, you can also email the student support coordinator or whoever in your district is in charge of student supports and let them know that you have a skill set for working with students with behavioral needs and that you want to help other teachers develop these skills as well and help students at a more global level of your district by serving as a behavior specialist or behavioral instructional coach. A lot of districts have instructional coaches to help teachers with instructional practices practices and stuff like that. And that is essentially what a behavior specialist does. Only we focus on behaviors and social emotional needs of our students. I know people that have gone this route and love their role and are able to do essentially what I do in their district, be a behavior specialist. I will say that It is not an easy role to be in if you don't have explicit instruction or explicit training in behavior in some way. So if you're not going to go the BCBA route, maybe pursuing some other certification that allows you to really develop your skills in behavioral interventions specifically so that you're able to help all the teachers in your district and all of the students in your district meet their needs. If you are a teacher listening to this and you have absolutely no interest in being a behavior specialist, but you think that your district really needs a behavior specialist or you would really like support from a behavior specialist, I highly recommend emailing your student support coordinator or whoever it is, again, in your district that helps with student support and letting them know that this is something that other districts use and that other districts really benefit from and just putting the idea out there because a lot of districts don't know about behavior specialists. It's still very, very new. Having BCBS in school is still a very, very new thing. A lot of districts don't have them or a lot of districts have one or two that are stretched very thin and across all of the buildings in your district. And just advocating for that type of support can go a long way with getting someone with behavioral experience and expertise into your building so that you, they can help you and other teachers alike. And for those of you that ask me about my PhD and why I got it and all of that stuff, no, you do not need a PhD to be a behavior specialist in a district. I 100% have a degree that I do not need for the job that I am in. I decided to pursue the PhD because I love doing research And at the time, the role that I wanted in schools was not there yet. So I wanted to contribute to the field. I knew that if I took a break and practiced in schools that I probably would not go back to get my PhD. So I decided to go and get it right away. And I was really glad that I did. I'm really glad that I pursued that route. I was able to do so much research and contribute to the field of special education and ABA through research. It is so, so important that there is research at the foundation of our interventions and strategies. And that comes from researchers dedicating a lot of time and resources to doing that research. And I love doing research. So I thought that it would be a really great route for me. And I was also able to further refine my behavior analytic knowledge and my knowledge of the field of special education in general. So I'm really, really happy that I have a PhD, but it's not something that is necessary. Sometimes people ask me if I need my PhD or if they would need a PhD to do what I do because they want to be behavior specialists. You 100% do not need a PhD, you do not need the BCBA, but it's highly, highly recommended by me that you do pursue the BCBA so that you have a really strong foundation of behavioral principles and human behavior so that you're able to best support students. But again, I just got my PhD because it was a goal of mine and I really wanted to pursue that. I really wanted to gain as much knowledge as I could about behavior because behavior is so complex and there are a lot of challenges that come along with being the one that's recommending behavioral interventions and helping intervene with behaviors. So I just wanted to equip myself with the highest level of instruction and knowledge that I could have so that I can do my job to the best of my abilities. So that was kind of my story and my journey of becoming a behavior specialist and how you can become a behavior specialist in your district. Believe me, it is so, so needed. We need more behavior specialists in districts. It is the number one thing teachers come to me about. Obviously, I am the behavior specialist, but it is the number one thing that I hear from teachers as they need more social, emotional, and behavioral support. And you as a behavior specialist can help teachers with that. So if you have a passion for this, I really, really encourage you to pursue that in your district. Let people in your district know that this is a role that is out there. It might not be in your district right now, but it doesn't mean it won't be in your district in a year or two years from now make sure you're a part of the team that is helping put some type of position like this together it just takes one person to ask for it or a group of people to ask for it and to really put a proposal together for this to be a reality in your building and I really encourage you if this is something you're passionate about to be a part of that or if you were a teacher who this is not something you're passionate about but think that you would really benefit from also putting that out there to the educators in your building and the administration in your building because you never know they might hire somebody that can be in this role that can help and support you and your students. All right, so that's pretty much all I had about how to become a behavior specialist in schools. If you have any other questions, please do not hesitate to reach out. If you reach out to me on Instagram at Teaching Behavior Together, that is probably the most efficient way to get in contact with me. So do that if you have any questions. If you are thinking about pursuing the BCBA, if you have your master's or if you're going back for your master's degree and you want to pursue the BCBA, but you have questions, especially about being a school based BCBA, it can be a little bit tricky finding a supervisor that has school based experience, let me know because I'm more than willing to help you. I've supervised a lot of teachers who are pursuing the BCBA or who were pursuing the BCBA. I don't really supervise anymore, but I'm more than happy to help facilitate this process for you because I think it is so important. There's so many of you reached out to me already and I just, I, I love that there are people out there that want to do this job because it's so important. I am so willing to help you in any way that you need so that this can be reality in your school. If you're not already following me over on Instagram, follow me at Teaching Behavior Together. And if you haven't already joined my email list, I send out weekly emails as well as monthly freebies with resources in them for you. And you are the first to know about any sales that I have going on in my store for any of the resources that I have. So make sure you join my email list. There is a link in the description below. Just click that link, it says join the email list and you will be part of our community and you will get access to all the things. Hope you have a great rest of the day.